Hey, everybody, we're really excited for the podcast to launch on July 12th. I hope you are as well. But I wanted to give you all a little taste of what you can expect from the podcast by giving you 10 minutes from our first episode. And the episode is with really the only guest that I could think of as my first guest, which is Dr. Leslie Crawl, who is also my mother. Uh, we hope you enjoy it. Hopefully this will give you a taste of our conversation um, by hearing some excerpts of the full hour and five minutes or so. Uh, feel free to comment and also make sure to subscribe to the podcast on all podcasting platforms that you normally listen to so that you can be up to date whenever we do release our episodes each week starting again July 12th. Hope you guys enjoy. Thanks. I should introduce you. Uh, you're Dr. Leslie Crawl. You were a pathologist for many years until just recently when you're tired. You're also my mother. Yes. It's oh true. my gosh. Is that <laughs> true? Can you confirm that? <laughs> yes, it's true. So for people who don't know, why don't you give a brief kind of synopsis of, or however long you want, of what a pathologist is, does, did. Most people know pathologists as the people who do the autopsies because of all the stuff they see on TV. But in fact, Mostly what pathologists do, at least what I did as a primarily anatomic pathologist, is that anything that was taken out at surgery gets cut into little pieces, processed, cut, put on a slide, stained, and then I look at it under the microscope and would tell the clinician or the surgeon what their patient had. So... Pretty much anything that's taken out of surgery, most things end up on a pathologist's desk. And then we, we're kind of the doctor's doctor. We tell them what's wrong with the patient and then they can, you know, as far as what type of tumor, staging it, what it's spread to or not. So then they can base their therapy for the patient on what we've said what the diagnosis is. That's great. Can you define what a mother is? <laughs> okay. I gave, I Someone gave. who puts up with a lot. <laughs> hey, I was a, I was the case. perfect. Are you? I was the perfect child. How dare you? Are there are there any rotations that you remember as being especially terrible? Like, was there anything that you thought, "Oh gosh, I did. I'm not taking to this at all." Um. It's not, I don't think there was a rotation that was particularly like that. I remember my first rotation was in the ER and the, one of the first nights I was there, there was a big accident, a lot of people thrown from a pickup truck and, um, there was somebody who needed, who wasn't really as badly injured and they needed, um, stitches and I couldn't get the needle. I was having to <laughs> irrigate the wound in order to get it cleaned out before we stitched and what, it up. What is irrigating Irrigate is mean? you just, you know, you fill a syringe up with a bunch of um, saline and just clean, shoot it in there and clean out the debris. Like if there's uh -huh. dirt from the road, that kind of stuff. Nice. So it's kind of a bigger I hope needle. everyone listening to this podcast is eating right now. <laughs> it's a bigger bore needle. So I, 
<laughs> I hadn't done this, obviously, since it's my first rotation. So I'm pulling really hard to get the cap off the needle. And I'd been warned of this, I think, but I still managed to do it. I pulled the cap off really hard. And you kind of have a reflex after you pull it off that then it kind of snaps back. So you go, you pull it off and then your hand kind of comes back. And I totally skewered my middle finger through and through with this big needle. <laughs> you stuck and a middle, like, you impaled your middle finger with a needle? It was, it was. <laughs> Did you pass out? I would pass out. No, I just. That's why I can't I be a doctor because I, I would mean, pass out. What I'm going to go out and say, <laughs> well, the p- patient didn't see it, but I still had to sew them up. So I just <laughs> wrapped up my finger and continued on and, you know, cleaned them out and sewed them up. But it was actually I actually kind of laughed at myself at the time because then like, you were then you went to the ER and they're like, weren't you just <laughs> weren't you just helping me? And you're in the bed next to this no. person. So you're ending your residency and then you have this new kid. And then at the same time, you're, you know, you and dad are separating like what? How was kind of that having to deal with? you know, the, a, a separation, which is a notoriously difficult thing. And you're dealing with that and you're dealing with trying to finish up this residency and you have a new child and it, what is dealing with that kind of cocktail of difficult, challenging things like, what was it like for you? Um, well, I think for anybody it is stressful, uh, but, and it can be kind of lonely at times I remember it, I remember it being really lonely cause you're dealing with it. And especially when you're a single mom, sometimes you don't, when we were in Dallas, I had some family around, but not a lot. And you don't want like on the weekends, you're, you don't want to impose on people like on Sunday, their family time, that type of thing. So it was just me and a one and a half year old or, you know, two year old kind of thing. And so that was kind of lonely in a way. You weren't to the age you talked very much. And um, even at that, you are a small child. But, you know, it, you just get through it. It's, it's one of those things you keep yourself busy and you, when you do get lonely, um, and it just gives you, I think, more... Um, makes you more, I guess in this case, not empathetic, but sympathetic because you've been there, you know, for people in the future that you might see in that situation, just, uh, adds, I guess, to your experiences in life. That's not that I'd wish them necessarily on somebody, but, um, what else are you going to do? You just learn from it and power on, you know? What do you think the experience of losing a parent taught you about life? Did it reveal anything to you or did it make you think about something differently? Um, I think that even if you know how important your relationships are, when you actually lose a parent, because, you know, I'm very close to my parents, um, it's something that you can't describe to anyone. I mean, that person who was there your whole life is gone. And 
you know, there's, there's things that you think, oh, why didn't I ask them that? You know, why didn't I ask them about this or that? So I would just tell people, you know, don't ever, you know, miss those opportunities to, you know, to get together. Don't think that you're, you know, you're busy, you know, you make the time and it just reinforces, I think, things that we all know, but, um, brings it more to the forefront of your mind of, of making sure you take the time and foster those relationships, get the most out of them. I, you know, now I go to see grandpa, I make sure I see him, you know, once a week, or if he's not in town, we speak once a week and visit just to, not that I didn't see grandma a lot, but I'm just trying to make the most of the time I have with grandpa. And as well with friends, other family members. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, when I, when that happened, um, I think I might have told you this, but I remember walking down, like when we took the elevators, and I remember walking out of the lobby of the hospital and seeing some nurse eating a blueberry muffin. Did I ever tell you this? I think I told no. I think you did. Yeah. And it was just like, I remembered seeing this nurse eat a blueberry muffin and we're walking out with our family and everyone is distraught and doesn't know what to do. And I just remembered thinking in my head, I, how could anyone eat a blueberry muffin at a time like this? And no. you just think it's, you think the world is, and then it, makes you think how everyone who does not everyone feels this kind of a way. And there are people moving through the world who yeah, we, everything is like a microaggression of some sort, you know, eating a muffin is like, how dare you? You well, know? And I went on a, I had uh, planned to go on a two week vacation. And so kind of delayed a little bit when we went on this trip and every time I'd see a older couple in the airport, it would kind of make me a little mad. It's like, why are, why is that couple together and my mom's not here to travel with my dad and do those types of things? And I was a little upset, but it also, I think, um, as we've talked about that, the, it also makes you, I think a kinder, better person in that you realize when you're like, you're saying you're walking out and you're feeling this way. Well, nobody else knows you're feeling this way. And so, Nobody knows how badly you're hurting. So like when you, somebody is driving like an idiot or, you know, really slow or this or that, you know, I tend to now think, you know, you don't know what's going on with them today. They might've just gotten horrible news or, you know, something really difficult in their life and they're distracted or whatever. And, and so you give people a little bit more grace, I think. Mm -hmm. 